All right, well, hey, thank you so much for joining us this morning here, whether you're on Facebook or our, our website or anything like that. We're so glad that you're joining us. And before I start my sermon today, I just want to say thank you. You guys have been such a blessing to us. You know, over the past few weeks, we've really been trying to put out as much content as possible and, and trying to bless you, whether you're single or your, your whole family, whatever it is, we've just been trying to bless you and encourage you over the past couple of weeks because we know it's been crazy. But really what we've, what we've found over the last couple of weeks is that, man, you guys have been a huge blessing to us here at New Hope. So many of you guys have been, have been praying for us and sending us encouraging texts. And um, for those of you who have switched to, to giving online because we can't meet in person, we're just so, so grateful for the different ways that you've blessed us. So I want to say thank you, right? We're in this series right now called Be the Light. And this is the last week of it. And so what I want to do before we end the series is, is I want to say thank you. You guys, the, the church of New Hope Community Church, have been the light to us here on staff. And so we're just so thankful. So, But with that, I want to close off um, our series called Be the Light. And I think that this morning is, is a perfect way to end this whole series. But before we, before we get into that, I want to um, kind of give us a little bit of a backstory about what Jesus is saying when he calls us the light. And so let's read it and then let's talk about some of the, some of the background of it. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, Jesus says, He says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, we've all heard that verse over the past uh, few weeks. And if you haven't been with us over the past few weeks, you've probably heard that phrase before called be the light or you are the light because it's one of Jesus's most famous uh, verses in, in all of the Bible. But I think what's really important to understand about what Jesus is saying here, when he says you are the light and he's, and he's telling the disciples, he's telling all these people that, that they have now become the light. What's really crucial to understand is the posture of which Jesus is teaching this teaching from. Now, he's sitting down. They're on a mountainside and he's sitting down by the mountainside and he's preaching to a bunch of people and his 12 disciples are right there. And he's telling them that they are the light. And the reason why Jesus chose to sit is because as a Jewish man, Jesus is a Jewish man. As a Jewish man in Jewish culture, rabbis and priests and, and anybody with spiritual authority they wouldn't get up and, and use a microphone. Obviously, they didn't have technology, right? But they wouldn't stand up and, and, and preach by using a pulpit or by getting up and, and standing up and preaching loud and doing that. But in fact, that they would sit down. They would sit down in a chair or they'd sit down on the ground and they would teach from a sitting position. And they did this because it was a symbol of authority in their culture. It was a symbol of authority saying, whoever is speaking, right? Whoever is sitting down and they are the ones speaking, they are the ones with authority. And I think that this is really important to understand when it comes to being the light. And when Jesus says, you are the light, we need to understand that Jesus is speaking from a place of authority. That when he calls you the light, he's not just trying to give you a word of encouragement, right? Like as a sinner, as a sinful person, when Jesus says, you are the light, I'm thinking, man, that, that is good news because I'm a, I've been a sinner. I've been broken. I've done terrible, terrible things. But Jesus is calling me the light. Like that is a great way to wake up in the morning, right? That's an encouraging word. I mean, it reminds me of, of my mom. My mom, she's one of the most amazing uh, women in the world. And she's, she's awesome. I love my mom. But one of the things that drives me nuts sometimes about my mom is, is she's such an over-the-top 
encourager and I love it, but I hate it at the same time sometimes. Like last, uh, last year I was remodeling my house and back in our back closet by our back door, we have this closet that was, it was full of water damage. Every time you open the door, it stunk. And so I went in there one day and I just ripped out all the old sheetrock and plaster and I, I tore it down to the studs and I washed all the walls. I had to bleach everything and, and get all the mold, all that kind of stuff out. When I was putting the, the closet back together, I was trying to fit these huge pieces of sheetrock into this tiny little nook of a closet and I couldn't get the dimensions right. I'm not very good at measuring. I'm not the most like handy guy in the world. I can do some things right, but I'm trying to put all this sheetrock in the back closet. It's just not fitting right. And I'm like, man, it needs to be this big to fit here, but it's not fitting through the door. Driving me nuts. What I thought was going to take me like 30 or minutes or an hour or so, it was taking like four hours. It got to the point where I was taking huge pieces of sheetrock and I was using a hammer and I was just beating them into the right position and they're breaking, they're ripping, the rock is falling out. I look like an idiot. It looks awful. <laughs> terrible, terrible sheetrock job. And I finally get finished after like four hours. And my mom comes over, she opens the door, and she's like, Justin, oh my goodness. This is so, I'm so impressed. And I just, I looked at her like, mom, now is not the time, right? You just drove me, it's like, I know it looks terrible. Just tell me it looks terrible and let's be done with it. But if you're a domino kid, if you're a domino kid, you can do no wrong by the eyes of my mom. <laughs> it's just funny. She's just, she's an encourager. But what Jesus is saying here is, it's not just a word of encouragement. It's by saying you are the light. What Jesus is saying is he's saying you are the light and he's saying it with authority. When he says it with authority, he's telling every single person, those of us who are sinners, those of us who have lived in sin, those of us who have been broken in an addiction, he has taken our identity and he has completely flipped it on its face. He's saying, hey, you who were sinners, you are now the light. You who were hopeless, you are now saved. You who are addicted, you are now free. What Jesus is doing is he's saying, I have the authority and the power to change your very identity. And for those of you who have felt that, who have lived that, who've experienced that, I know I have, but when Jesus changes your whole identity, he doesn't just forgive you of your sins. He gives you a brand new outlook on life. He gives you a brand new identity of who you are. You have become the light of the world. And I think that this is the absolute perfect time to do exactly what Jesus says, to let our light shine, right? We've been talking all about what it means to be the light. And one short phrase that Jesus uses in this passage of verses is he says, let your light shine before others. You don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. No, you are a city on a hill, so let your light shine. For those of us who have been renewed, been saved, been given hope from Jesus, we are now called to let our light shine before others. And I don't think there's a more perfect time to let our light shine before others than right now, right? We are in the middle of a quarantine. We are in the middle of a shelter in place. We can't leave our houses, right? We're not supposed to unless it's absolutely a necessity, right, to leave our houses. People are living in fear. People are living in anxiety. People are losing their jobs left and right. The stock market is, is looking horrible right now. Like It is a scary, chaotic world. But the way that I look at it is, what better time for Christians to let our light shine? I mean, oftentimes when we think about following Jesus, and we all, I feel like we all kind of know what we're supposed to do, 
And yeah, we're supposed to pray, we're supposed to read our Bibles, and we're supposed to serve others, right? But, but now that we're on lockdown, now that we're on shelter in place, like how in the world are we supposed to do this? But I think as if we can be, if we can be the church without a building, and that's one of the, the famous quotes, right? As, as we can't gather right now, it doesn't mean that we're not the church, right? We can be the church without a building, just like we can be the light without leaving our houses, right? This is the perfect opportunity to be the light and to let our light shine. You know, what I see on, on Facebook every single day, and it's, man, it's, it's rough on Facebook sometimes. Some things are encouraging, but man, I see so many people complaining because that's, that's what we do best, right? We complain. We complain that people are taking too much toilet paper. We complain that, you know, teachers might not have been as prepared as, they, as we wanted them to be during this time. And it's like, man, we need to give grace upon grace. And when we give grace, when we give mercy, when we give love, that is being the light. When I see Facebook and it, and it is going absolutely crazy, when I hear about people talking and, and complaining and, and shoving their opinions out to the world and saying, I have the answers. It's like, no, man, none of us have the answers. But what we're called to do in a time of chaos, what we're called to do in a time of fear and anxiety and in shelter in place is we are called to be the light, to let our light shine, to take our identities of who we are as Christ followers and to let it shine out into the world. And I know this is so difficult to do. And this is one of my biggest struggles too. I remember just a couple of months ago, I'm leaving youth group and it's 10.30 at night and I've been at the office since about 9 a.m. and I hadn't had dinner yet and I was exhausted. I was tired. Such a great night at youth group, but man, I was beat. I was dead. I was so tired. And I hadn't had dinner yet, so I, I drove from our Cambridge campus to the Cambridge McDonald's, and I live on Skogman Lake, so I drove opposite end of town, right, just to get some food because I'm tired, I'm hungry. McDonald's is the right choice, right, in that situation. So I, I pull into McDonald's, I order my three McDoubles, um, which don't judge me, but I ordered my three McDoubles, and I opened up the first one, and the bread is rock hard. The pickles are falling out, and there's just grease all over the wrapper. Like, the, the wrapper has holes in it because the grease is just soaking in it. And all I could think of, right, in that moment was like, come on, right? You can't even get a McDouble, a cheeseburger from McDonald's. You can't even get it right. And everything, I had probably just preached on like grace that night, right? But I'm sitting in my van like, what? The, why can't they make a perfect burger? Why can't they just make a simple cheeseburger? And I'm just getting all angry in my mind. And I'm thinking, man, these are the times, right? When, it, when it's hard, when it's difficult to be the light, to extend grace, to extend mercy, to be an encourager instead of a discourager. Because right? we all know that it's easy to be a light when things are easy. It's easy to be a light when life is easy. But all of a sudden, when, when chaos hits, when a global pandemic hits, when shelter in place hits, while this is the time to be the light, it's often the most difficult time to be the light because we've lost our convenience. We've lost our normal, average, day-to-day -day lives. And for a lot of us, we're suffering. Maybe not worse than some other people out in the world, but let's admit that, that life is harder than it used to be. And so how do, we, how do we let our light shine before others? How do we let our light shine when, when it's really, really difficult? When we're having a hard time showing grace, when we're having a hard time being that encourager? Well, I think we need to look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. The Apostle Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This is the perfect verse for this whole situation. If we want to let our light shine, if we want to take our identity as saved, Christian, loving, merciful, hopeful people, and we want to help the world with that, 
We've got to recognize that we're not good in and of ourselves. That actually the Bible teaches that if we want to do good, if we want to let our light shine, we need to keep shoving ourselves out of the way and we need to fill more of ourselves with Jesus. We need to continually seek and pray and read the Bible and worship so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the presence of God. Because honestly, on our own, if we're just on our own, we're always going to be angry. It's going to be so hard to, to find grace to show people. We're going to start complaining about everything because in our sinful nature, that's just how we act. But when we get rid of ourselves and we fill our lives with Jesus, when we crucify ourselves, crucify our own sinful desires, crucify our own human nature, and we just ask for more and more of Jesus, that's when we can finally let our light shine. In fact, to let our light shine, to be filled with light, we need to be plugged into the one who has the light. We need to be plugged into the one who is the source of light because we can't do it on our own. And you might not believe me, but look at the world right now, right? People that we thought were good, people that we thought had high integrity, people that we looked up to, we're starting to realize that, man, they really have shortcomings and we all do, right? We need Jesus. We need this exchanged life where it's less of Justin and more of Jesus. And honestly, if you ask yourself right now, I mean, who do you want speaking to you today? Do you want Justin Domino? Do you want Bill Berg? Do you want John Foley? Or do you want Jesus? Do you want the Holy Spirit? Do you want God leading you? I mean, this is really the question, right? Because for all of us, it's, it's less of ourselves and more of Jesus. If we want to let our light shine, it's less of ourselves and more of Jesus. We got to continually pray that. We got to continually think that. We got to continually seek that out. Less of ourselves and more of Jesus. And so I think that this is the perfect time to let our light shine. Life is difficult. We're not used to this. It's inconvenient. Uh, some of us are suffering. We're losing our jobs. We can't leave our houses. But man, what a perfect time because the world is so discouraged. The world is chaotic. The world is full of fear. And so I wanna give you a, a few ways, actually five ways where we can practically let our light shine in the midst of a quarantine. Because just because we have to lock our front doors doesn't mean that we can't let our light shine. Right? If we can be the church without a building, then we can let our light shine without leaving our homes. Right? So I want to give you five ways in which we can let our light shine in the midst of our shelter in place, in the midst of our quarantine. Number one, you can send money to, to somebody in need, whether it's somebody who you know might need some diaper money or some food money food money, maybe a single mom or an elderly person that you know, send them 20 bucks, send them 50 bucks, something to help them just get by a little bit. But number two, send an encouraging text to a friend that you know might be really, really struggling. I think that we all know somebody who, who doesn't handle uh, high stress very well. And, and that's okay, to be honest, right? Somebody we know that, that really gets anxious, that really gets fearful, that really, really struggles during times like this, send them a text. Send them your favorite Bible verse. Just send them a text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you. Number three, spend 15 minutes in prayer over your family, your friends, your coworkers, people you know, just people you know. And, and this might sound like a cop-out. Some of you guys are thinking, perfect. I don't have to spend any money, right? I'm just going to pray for somebody. It's going to be over in a few minutes. Like, this is going to be super easy. But prayer is only a cop-out if you forget how powerful it is, right? Prayer is powerful. It's powerful. So number four, call somebody you know that's elderly or disabled or, or somebody that you know might be a shut-in right now. Somebody you know might be isolated. 
you never know how far a, a phone call can go, can go. And I know we love we love texting, and some of us get nervous calling on the phone. I mean, my younger generation, right? We hate calling people on the phone. It's just weird. But hey, you never know how far that can go. Somebody might be lonely that needs a phone call. Number five, commit to using social media to encourage others. So post verses for the next week. Post really encouraging things. And I know that that sounds like a really, really easy thing to do, and it absolutely is. But I know that some of us need to do this because our Facebook feeds are filled with negativity. Our email inboxes are filled with negativity. Whatever social media we're on, it's filled with negativity. The world needs the peace of Jesus. The world needs the peace of God. Let's fill it with verses. Let's fill it with prayers. Let's fill it with encouraging words from God. You know, as I think about this situation and, and as we close this morning, I think, I think of when Jesus was calling his first disciples. And he was calling two disciples. And, and one of the disciples said, hey, I have found the guy that the Old Testament was prophesying about. I have found the Savior. I found the Messiah. And he goes up to his friends and he tells them this. And, and the one guy says, where is he from? And he says, he's from Nazareth. And he says, Nazareth? Right? What good could come from Nazareth? And I think because Nazareth is this tiny little podunk town that nobody really knows about. So, right, what, what savior, what messiah, what king is going to come from a tiny little town? But I think this is the question that, that we're all asking as well. What good can come from this? What good can come from this whole coronavirus thing? And, and when I think about it, I think of Christians being the light. When I hear about Christians sending money to people in need, whether you're Venmoing people or transferring people money, whatever it is. When I see Christians posting Bible verses or, or sharing sermons and just flooding Facebook with, with Jesus things, with Christian things, I'm thinking this is the good that we can get out of this. While we're all shut in, while we're all quarantined, we can have some good happening in our world. And I think that this is it. When we exchange ourselves, when we exchange our lives, when we think, okay, less of Justin Domino, less of Bill Berg, less of John Foley, less of everybody else, and just more of Jesus. How can we get the word of God out? And this is it. There's so many small things that we can do every single day. And so let's not let Satan win. Let's not let Satan shut us down. Let's not let Satan quiet us down. But although our doors are locked, although our, our doors are shut and our, our jobs are closed, let's be the light as Jesus has called us to be the light. So let's pray together and then we'll close our service. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, for being here with us. And although we're over a screen today, although we're watching online or wherever we're at, Father, we know that you can still speak to us. We know that you can still move through us and we know that you can still transform our lives. So Lord, would you bless every single person with your presence, with your peace, and Lord, would you continue to provide for us. Help us to be the light, Lord, to have less of ourselves and more of you in our lives so that we can be the light. Father, give us ideas of what we can do. Speak to us in our hearts and in our minds to, to know that what we can do to help serve others, to help be the light in our world today. Father God, we love you. Help us to use this time in quarantine as, as a time of, of productivity, not just getting things done, but Lord, being in your presence, being in your word, being in prayer, being in worship, Lord, and using this time to get closer to you. It's in your name I pray, amen.